Recommendations to changes around voting are being drafted uh, today. The Independent Electoral Review believes thresholds, donations and who can vote should be amended. The public will be asked to submit their views before November. With me now, electoral law expert Graham Edger. Morning, Graham. Good morning. First off, do you believe changes to the system are actually needed? Yes, I think in a few areas, um, and particularly some of the technical detail. Um, yes, I, I think some of the changes that the the, the uh, independent review has recommended are, are a good idea, yes. One of the suggested changes is lowering the party vote threshold from 5% to 3.5% uh, and abolishing the one-seat threshold. Is this a big ask, or does that make sense to you? Uh, it does make sense. It means sort of, I think, that if you're getting into Parliament um, by the party vote, uh, you'll, every party will have at least four MPs, probably five with the, with the rounding that goes on. And that's sort of once you get four or five MPs, you're, you're representing a lot of voters and telling those voters that, uh, well, yes, you know, if, if you had voted for this bigger party, you would have got four more MPs. But uh, even though you, you voted enough of you voted for them that to, for a party to get four MPs, which is quite a lot, uh, you can't have any, it does seem too high. But it does sort of make sure that we don't have a proliferation in Parliament of you. Parties with you know one, two, or three MPs, which just might not be big enough to do very much in Parliament. So you know, if you're very small parties, join together with another one to try and get sort of over that four MP threshold. Um, but yeah, and, and I think the big big reason for this, I think, is is really for for people who vote for the big parties. One of the big thing problems with political parties where they've got five percent five percent threshold is that. Uh, big parties don't have to do what their voters want because they know there's no real threat that a, if a significant portion of, of a big party's voters just get really annoyed with them with not doing what they promised. Um, there's no real risk that that big party is going to sort of splinter um, because even if they do, there's no hope that the new sort of group who voted for that you know, will be able to get into Parliament. This is really sort of a, no, do what you promised before the election, big party, because if you don't, now there's a chance, not not guaranteed, certainly a long way, 3.5% is still a lot, but a chance that uh, if you keep doing this, you know, not doing what you promised and ignoring this portion of your voters, we, we have the threat of being able to set up a new party and sort of that threat hanging over. Hopefully new parties or big parties will, you know, actually do what they promised to their voters because now there's a slight risk if they keep doing that sort of thing, um, that, that that party can go ahead and, and try and start up something new, which actually at least has a chance of making it to Parliament, which at the current 5%, they really don't. Lowering the voting age to 16, controversial, uh, surely couldn't pass into existence without a referendum. How are they suggesting that we shouldn't have a referendum on that? I think they're suggesting that Parliament should do it. Um, and it's factually, I think, not going to happen soon. Um, but, you know, um, it's not the, this. This this review wasn't looking at local elections, and so the, the change can happen in local elections first. So it might be um, that factually, you know, if, if this government or the next parliament uh, was to amend the law for local elections, then maybe you know, two or three local elections after that, um, the, the situation might have changed. Um, but it's not going to happen with a referendum, and it's not going to happen at the moment without one. But that's been the experience overseas. A lot of you know, countries have, you know, Wales and Scotland have lower voting age for, for, for local elections or for the sort of Scottish elections or Welsh elections, and, and several other countries which have lowered the voting age do it in stages, local elections or state elections first, uh, and then sort of once that's worked out and people realise, oh, it wasn't as scary as we thought, um, then sort of a few terms later, after doing that for, for the smaller elections, for, for councils and things like that, um, the situation has changed. And factually then, 
um, the opposition to it isn't as strong as it was. And so I think if it's going to happen in New Zealand, that will be the way it happens. But uh, it's the recommendation they've made. I suspect they realise that's just one of the recommendations that isn't actually going to happen, you know, in the next three or four years. Certainly not going to happen before this election. Probably won't happen before the election after. But maybe a few years later, uh, particularly if, if we do the local elections first. Thank you very much for being with us, Graham. We've got to run Graham Edgler, who's an electoral law uh, expert. That one controversial, of course, and he's right. It's going absolutely nowhere. Don't even know why they put it in. For more from Early Edition with Kate Hawksby, listen live to News Talk ZB from 5 a.m. weekdays or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio. If you enjoyed this podcast, you will love our New Zealand Herald podcast, The Little Things, hosted by me, Francesca Rudkin, and my good friend, Louise Airy. We focus on all the little things that you can do to make a positive impact on your life and to cut through the confusion from the health and wellness industry. Join us every Saturday to hear from the experts for all the tips and advice you need. Just search The Little Things on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.